It's me, CLB, and I'm back. I know we have had a bit of a hiatus the last few weeks, but as some of you may know and some of you may not know, Terry is actually in hospital. Um, it's a very serious condition. He has a number of medical teams trying to triage what's wrong, and yeah, his health is priority, so the podcast has been put on hold for quite a while until Terence is up and running. But don't worry, we have a plan. This week's episode is from our live show in June. It's the first night of two. It was our biggest ever crowd till that date. Speaking of live shows, we have tickets on sale as well for our next set, which is our third anniversary, which is the 23rd and 24th of November, both in the National Stadium here in Dublin. Get your tickets on Ticketmaster now, Thursday and a Friday night. But yeah, we are planning for a big string of guests for the end of the year. We're going to be back hopefully soon. I'm just waiting on Terence to get back up, get back on the saddle, and we'll be back with you soon. But yeah, here's night one of our two live shows from June I want you all to do me a big, big favour, right? Even if you're not from the flats, I want everyone to scream up the flats on three, right? One, two, three, up the flats! I fucking love it. I only done that because when it goes all quiet and all my nerves, they'll be gone. You can hear a mouse having a shite on the carpet. 2,000 people on a Wednesday night. You just don't give a fuck, do you? You really don't give a bollocks. <laughs> oh, right, where are we all from? Right, 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 right. I made a mistake there. Who's not from Dublin? 
Where are we from? Well, Donegal. Sorry to hear. You can get flights from Donegal to here. Do you fly down for this? Good luck, you're a legend, you know that? Legend. Right, we're in the stadium, yeah. Has anyone ever had a fight in here before? Has anyone ever had a fight in the ring here before? We've all had a strain on the smoking earlier. And that's a fact. Where's Jerry Power? Jerry Power. Jerry, where Laura, is she? Is she? In the back. So, anyone who was at our four show last year in Liberty Hall would know Laura got on the stage to play Pats, yeah? And she was fucking dirt. But what we didn't know was she was pregnant at the time. And then she was pregnant for our four show in Vicar Street. And the one after that. And the one after that. <laughs> and the one after that. But she's not pregnant anymore. They had a baby girl. Roy, we do a few singers. Right, I have a good one. I have a good one. So you know the way you get a death row meal? Yeah? Would you rather get a death row meal or grow up in the saddle one more time before you die? Stand up for the meal. I tell you, I'd be starving in that electric chair. Starving. My stomach would be barking at me. But I'd be empty, so it's all right. Right, and then the OG singer, if I don't ask, is it going to cause more than probably wreck the gaff show? Do you piss in the shower? Stand up if you do, stand up! The whole gaff? So this is just it for the next two hours. Nah, I'm only messing. So we waited eight months for that, and I swear to God it was worth every fucking second of it. That was fucking fantastic. Thanks very much. We came from recording a phone at a kitchen table to fucking a sold-out stadium, like all thanks to every one of you. It's unbelievable. Ryan just took the roof off the gaff as well. Yeah. I'm about to be backstage rattling like a bag of custard. So what's been happening this year? It's been a busy year, 30. We're in the newspaper every two weeks. And they keep writing good things about us, which is mad. I think we're the only two youngsters from town that's ever been in the paper and didn't have known to guard E beside it. The bookies had us in the running for the Late Late Show as well. And here, yous are all blessed we didn't get it. Because me and Terry being at you all looking for that license fee, not the TV license, man. <laughs> and another thing, they wouldn't have been able to afford us. Even with the 345k that they say nothing about. <laughs> Actually, on the count of three, can I get a fuck RTE? One, two, three. Fuck RTE! Dead fucking right. Since the start of this year, we've branched out into the UK as well. We've had the likes of Adam Raw on, we had Tommy Malley, we had Eddie fucking Hearn on the podcast. What's the story with the length of the cunt, by the way? Yeah. The bloke, he was like slender man getting off the lift. And he got off the lift with about 48 people. It was like the queue for the labour. I says, what the fuck is going on here? He had more people with him than me, Hall Martin. About me, Hall Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't understand how stressful that was. Honestly, 
We got told we were going to have him for two hours, right? From half four to half six, yeah? Me and Terry showed up at three o'clock. We were prepped, yeah? We had research done. We had statistics. We had quotes. We had everything, yeah? Half four comes around. I'm like, like let's go, Terry. We have this fella, yeah? I'm there looking up statistics. Terrence is there shadow boxing, yeah? He was like this housing crisis. giving the load to us, yeah? Gets about five o'clock then. And I'm like, right, I'm getting a bit nervous now. What if he doesn't show up? Then I was thinking, do you know what? We actually get more content out of it. Imagine we come out and we're like, we were supposed to have Hall Martin on. No one would believe us. And I'd be like, hashtag, my tarnished ghosted me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, it was stressful. And he had two fellas sitting in the fucking room with us, right? One of them was a cop and had a gun. <laughs> yeah, always right. And people want to know why we didn't ask him, does he piss in the shower? Imagine that. Me, Hall, you piss in the shower. Boom! Calvin's dead and I'm up here on my own. Thank fuck we didn't ask. You're a good jump, the Calvin. And come here, this podcast has given us some serious opportunities and got us into places I thought we'd never be like up here. I certainly never thought it'd get us into a conspiracy theory. Yeah? Mother of God, the stuff that was getting said about us on Facebook. The lads are promoting 5k lockdowns. I was in court over breaking lockdown. That's a true story, yeah? I was in court over two things in my life. One of them was breaking a red light on my push bike, and one of them was breaking lockdown rules. Do you not know how pathetic that is? I'm from fucking D1. <laughs> but it's not as pathetic as me, mate. And he's in the audience tonight. And I'll say no names. But this fella left his gaff one day, got to the corner, and met the local stroker. And he said, what's up, blank? I have a pair of runners there I got uptown. I think they're your size. So he tries them on. As he tries them on, the guard had torn the corner. Nick the fella for shoplifting, and Nick him for having for stolen goods. <laughs> Imagine him up in the joy. What are you in for, pal? Robbed the post office with a hammer. <laughs> what are you in for? Couldn't tie my laces quick enough. <laughs> He's definitely in the audience tonight. I won't point him out. But just look for the fella sitting down with the brightest, reddest face. He's probably gonna put his head into his hands now. He's the one. Oh. What? We're not announcing a guest, no? Yeah. Who just wanted to come out here? Give us a shout there. <laughs> right. We may as well get him out. The most requested man on Talking Bollocks Live. Get up on your feet, put your hands together, scream the fucking gaff down, or will I wait? Fucking hell. Uh, after all the negotiations we got here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we may used to call that aftershave. John Paul negotiate. <laughs> I swear to God, he used to say, my ma got me that. No, that aftershave, John Paul negotiate. 
She was in Arnott's negotiating for it for about bleeding a week. <laughs> Fucking hell. Willa. Yes. How are you, brother? Fucking deadly, yeah. Great. <laughs> Bees walking on a fucking building site, doesn't it? <laughs> Come here. I had an issue. My bike got stroked. I heard you had one of your issues with a bike before as well. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I have a mad story from you. Well, I have a few fucking mad stories, actually. Wait and I sit back here. Can I get this sofa for the gaff? My missus is looking for one of this. There's a plasma over there as well. <laughs> yeah, the bike. Um, so years ago in Ballymoon, right, when there was no, here, when there was no internet and there was no mobile phones, everyone's going, what? Yeah, so years ago in Ballymoon, I was in the, uh, I was in the snooker hall. There used to be a snooker hall in Ballymoon, you know, because everyone needed a break in Ballymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Few blokes got framed in there as well now, to be honest with you. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. And, uh, so it was, I don't know, it was early in the morning anyway. We come out of Snooker Hall, we'd no money, me and a mate of mine, Robbie O'Connor. He's not here anymore, God rest him. Yeah. <laughs> He's at home having to rest your fucking EJ. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone up to the baby Jesus. <laughs> so, so anyway. We're all being up in the snooker hall and we had no money, right? And this, 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 every time I say this is a true story, this is a true story. If it's not, I'll tell you, it's not a true story, right? So we come down and anyway, and we were fucking smashed. And back then, there was no weird, it was hash, right? <laughs> Some of the teenagers are going, what's hash? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like cash, but it's pronounced with a H. So I used to get like black lab, bleeding, there was blonde lab, there was all different types of hash, right? And some of the five-pound deals back in the day, when you used to get a five-pound deal, some of the mean bastards that sold the hash, there'd be that much tinfoil on the five-pound deal, you'd wrap a fucking turkey in it, right? <laughs> you'd be looking for the hash for about a week unwrapping this fucking thing. <laughs> so we come down out of, out of Snooker Hall in Ballymoon, and right next door to the Snooker Hall in Ballymoon in the, in the shopping centre is the post office, right? So I'm standing at the post office, and my mate Robbie goes to me. He goes, look. And there's a racer right outside the post office. He goes, are you having it? I says, yeah, I'm fucking having that now, right? So I jumped on the racer, right? And obviously a man that was in the post office was dog wide, right? He had it in about 56th gear, right? <laughs> so it was like I was trying to take off in fucking slow motion through the shopping centre, right? And my mate Robbie goes, your man's coming, your man's coming, go, go. So I knocked down the gears. It was none of these gears up here, right? So it was down here, it was like, fuck, fuck. So your man comes out, you bastard. He had a big orange jacket on him, right? Because ski jackets were big back then, even though there was no skiing in Ballymoon, right? <laughs> and your man's running, he's running up the shopping centre, my laughing, you know, he's laughing at him, going, you fucking idiot, you can't even run, right? So it gets off with the bike, and anyway. So that night, we're over in a snooker hall, and there's me and uh, Robbie, we're over in Fingless West. Anyone in Fingless? Yeah. yeah, just to let you know, two of your horses are getting clamped. <laughs> Outside. <laughs> you always know people from Finglas, don't you? Track suits and slip-ons. And the blokes wear the same stuff as well. <laughs> so we're in the snooker hall, Jerry heaps the snooker hall in Finglas West, right? And my mate goes, because we still had the bike at this stage, right? 
and my mate goes, I'll play it for the bike. He says, the best of three for the bike, right? And I went, right, okay. I says, because nothing to fucking lose, like, you know? So uh, he bet me 2-1, right? Which, you know yourself, it's hard to beat me in pool, isn't it, Terrence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did so, it for a prison time. That's how you're that good. <laughs> I need to Terrence, kind of stretch Terrence myself. Terrence goes, uh, yeah, oil bleeding, whip your arse. I says, come on up the swords. I says, come up the fuck. So, I got an awful hide. <laughs> so anyway, he bet me right, 2-1, and I gave him the bike, right? And uh, the next day, I'm in the snooker hall in Ballymun. And I was telling this fellow I went to school with, I says, I got bleeding. I robbed the bike yesterday outside the post office. And uh, he was going, I said, some stupid cunt with an orange jacket ran out after me. He goes, yeah, baldy elf with black hair. And he went, yeah. He goes, that was my fucking dad. Was that the robbing your man's bleeding bike? And I had to buy the bike then back on me, mate, to give back to your fucking man, like so. Shite a robbing bikes. <laughs> Brutal. Well, uh, Darren said prison time. He had a funny story about prison and asset. Oh, yeah. Anyone here ever in the joy? The joy is great. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I was in prison back in the day, the early 90s, right? And there was a. Uh, there was, I'll never forget it, there was a couple of fellas locked up. I'm sorry I'm giving all my attention to this side of the room. But you are on the south side, so anyway. <laughs> no, I'm only joking, I'm gonna sit, I'll sit here, so uh, how are you? I hope you're not in the fucking revenue, are you? Because <laughs> if you are, this is just work experience. And they're all my witnesses. <laughs> I'll bring them all up to the labour with me. <laughs> While they're collecting theirs. So I went into, into Mount Joy. I was in Mount Joy a few times, right? And uh, this particular time I went in, so it was back kind of when the raves was on, right? Back in Dublin. The early 1990s, right? If any of us can remember, right? And uh, some of us were probably weren't even born, but that's okay, right? So I was into prison, and I was in there for about two weeks. And I had a drug habit at the time. I was very bad on the drugs, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's me drug dealer. He's gone mad for me to go back on them. <laughs> that man's like a seal over yeah. there. I thought he was on a fucking motorbike. <laughs> Obviously from Fingless. <laughs> He's one of the posh ones. He hasn't got a horse. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I'm in the jail about two weeks and these two fellas come in from Tipperary, right? They were rather getting nicked with a load of asset and a load of ears, right? So... <laughs> So one of them had 500 asses up his arse, right? Because that's how they used to bring drugs into the prison back then, right? Now, he had a big arse. A little bit bigger than mine, right? So he came in and he had 500 double-dipped strawberries, right? So if any of you aren't familiar with asses, right? These are like double the fucking strength, like, so they're really fucking strong. I remember taking two of these once, right? And I got chased down the Bally Moon Road by a fridge, right? <laughs> I swear to God, right? <laughs> How fucking cool was that? <laughs> Take a word for that joke to the frost. <laughs> what was that? You tore that coming, did you? <laughs> so the lads had the 500 asset. And to be honest with you, prison is not a fucking place to take asset, right? And uh, I was like, the lads were like, do you want any asset? And I was going, no, oh, no, no, you're all right. 
So one of the lads come up with an idea. <laughs> when we were getting locked up at four o'clock, he goes, put a hundred of them into the boco. You know the boco where you get your tea? He says, and we let all the lads, no, but all the lads, you know what I mean? The lads knew which boco that the fucking acid was in and which boco that the ordinary water was in, right? So your man puts a hundred acid into this boco, right? So we're looking at blokes going up, getting two cups of tea and all, and going back up to ourselves. But I tell you what, when they come out at half five, you want to see them. There was fucking fellas scratching their ears with their foot and everything, right? That was grand, right? And then the doors got locked. Well, I swear to God, right? There was people singing opera songs. There was people calling for the fucking mass, barking, doing cat impressions. Fucking what a trip. Uh, brilliant. So yeah, day in the life of prison. Don't do what if he's ever going to the joy. That's what I'm at the moment there. No, do. Do it. <laughs> Make your time go a little bit quicker. <laughs> Definitely. Speaking of trips, Willa, you had a very uh, negative trip to England to get in a car. Oh, stop. So, <laughs> I went to England. I went to England a few times, actually. <laughs> but this time, if any of you know that buy cars or sell cars, because a lot of you do, I know there's a few is in here that buy and sell, you know what I mean, like? <laughs> buy and sell cars. Just to cover the other thing, do you know what I mean? I'm a car dealer, because it's very hard to get a car into a small plastic bag, isn't it? <laughs> get a bit of oil in it. Yeah. So I went to London. It was about six years ago. I was only with me partner at the time, Linda Roy. And I was going over to buy a car. I was going over to buy an Audi A6S line. Go faster, Roy. Feel quick. One of these ones, Roy. Because I was doing all right at the time, do you know what I mean? Like I was walking and getting the dough, like. <laughs> And doing a few gigs here, <laughs> and selling cars, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't call me Will or Wife or nothing, do they? <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, I actually don't like the smell of this stuff, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, I went over to buy this car, and I brought another fella with me. There's another fella, another comedian called Damien Clark. And he's from Australia, right? And he's a really nice fella. But he's a little bit fucking thick, if I be honest, right? So he says to me, will you look for a car for me? He says, I'm looking for about a 07, 08, Passat. He says, automatic. So I has a look on fucking uh, Auto Trader, as you do. And I saw this car. I says, Damo, I'm out to get this car for you. He says, it's decent enough. He says, just ring your man up. I says, don't give him what he's asking you for it. He goes, what, don't give him money? I says, no, you fucking need you. I says, don't give him like what he's asking, the asking price. I says, try get a few quid. Someone in the special class there. <laughs> the fucking penny dropped a little bit later. <laughs> so, <laughs> get hold of colouring book, will you? <laughs> a few fucking finger paints. <laughs> Scarlet for you. Anyway, so we goes over. We goes over and uh, oh, he says, look, we have it all sorted. So we were buying the cars. He was buying his car in Bristol and I was buying my car in Cardiff. So he says, we'll both fly into Bristol early on the Friday morning. I says, we'll go and we'll get your car first. I says, then we'll jump in your car and we'll fly up to Cardiff and we'll get my car. I says, then we'll jump on the bleeding, the motorway and we'll head back to Hollyhead and we'll get the half five boat. That was it. 
that was the plan, right? So that morning, flies into uh, Bristol, me and him, and uh, goes up to this place where he's buying the car. It's about 8 o'clock in the morning, right? And I'm looking at this place, and I'm going, I says, Damon, are you sure you fucking bought this car over here, right? He goes, yeah, yeah, bought it out of here. I says, mate, this is a fucking car wash. I says, there's no cars here. So what he says to him, Damo, ring your man. Give your man a fucking ring on the phone, will you, and see what the story is. So he rings your man. He goes, your man's phone's off. He's not answering it. And I went, Roy. And then he looks at me and he goes, you know when someone gives you that kind of look like? And I said, what's wrong with you? He goes, you're not going to believe it, mate. I says, what? He says, I paid him for the car already. He says, you fucking what? He says, I gave him the, the money the other day on my card. I goes, you fucking idiot. I said, get on to the bank. Ring the bank up quick. Try fucking cancel the payment. Try do something like, just to try get him to get his fuel bought back, right? So while he's ringing the bank, your man rings him, right? He's on the phone. He goes, look, it's not at the, it's not at the garage. I have it down at my house. Come down and get it. So we went down to your man's gaff and everything was kosher. I just pretended I knew something about the car. Do you know what I mean? So we opened up the boot and I says, look, there's no fucking engine. There's something wrong with this car. <laughs> no, it's the usual show. He went around kicking the tires, turned the fucking wipers on, the whole lot. I said, that's a great car. <laughs> so he gave your man, the few, uh, gave your man a few bob for luck, right? He gave him 40 quid. So what he says to him before he got into the car, he says, are you insured in the car? He says to me, what? I says, are you insured in the car? He goes, no, I'm not. He says, what would I... I says, you need fucking insurance if you're getting into a car. I says, even though you're in England, he goes, oh, no, we'll be grand, we'll be grand. So he goes, right, because I was in a few cars before that hadn't got any insurance, right? <laughs> that belonged to people I didn't know, right? <laughs> so he jumps in the car with your man and we go up to Cardiff, up to the place where I'm buying my car. And it's called Better Boys Cars. Now, you've got to remember, we're after getting held up, we're a little bit delayed at this stage. So I went up to your man and checked the car, gave your man the few quid, and I says to Damo, we need to fucking get out of here now. I says, we need, we need to make hay to get the boat, because like, we're running a bit behind. So he goes, right now, but I says, look, you go ahead of me, I says, and put your foot to the floor, I says, because we're not in fucking Dublin. Like. Nothing's going to happen or sound like, you know. This is just, still a true story, by the way. Right? Every single bit of the story <laughs> is true. So I said... Just fucking gun it, I says, and I'll be behind you, I says, and I'll, I'll follow you all the way to the park. So he goes, no bother, that sounds right. <laughs> so anyway, we're on the motorway about 40 minutes. He's doing, say, about 120 mile an hour. And I'm kind of going, go a bit fucking faster, like, do you know what I mean? Maybe I should have got in front and got him to follow me. So as I'm behind him, there's a BMW X5 behind me, flashing at me, right? And beeping at me. And I'm looking at me review mirror going, fuck off, right? <laughs> so your man's flashing again, right? And he's bleeding, beating the horn. So I puts my hand out the window like that and I went, fuck off. <laughs> As if that would make him bleed and stop, like. Next of all, right, I'm not joking with you. The car lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. It was the old bill, right? Blue lights everywhere, right? So I pulled into the next lane. And it was like that police camera action. Two cop cars appeared out of nowhere. The police car pulled in, the, the jeep pulled in, they brought me into the hard shoulder. Now fucking doofus that's in front of me in the other car, he fucking stops up ahead to see what's going on, right? <laughs> so your man pulls me into the hard shoulder. There's three cop cars and there's this jeep there. Your man goes, 
Put your hands on the fucking dash of the car, right? Start, I put my hands on the dash of the car. He goes, don't move your hands. Fella comes over, opens the door, gets out, puts my hands behind me, me neck, handcuffs me, right? I goes, lads, what's the fucking story? He goes, do you know, what, do you know what's wrong here? And I went, well, I was doing about 140, I says, and I told you to fuck off. I says, I'm presuming, <laughs> I'm presuming that's what's wrong. And your man goes, no. He says, that car is robbed that you're in, right? I swear to God, right? I says, what? He goes, the car is robbed that you're in. I says, mate, listen to me. I says, it's not robbed. I have the receipt. I have the keys. I have fucking everything off. He says, that doesn't mean a thing, mate. He says, uh, get into the back of the, the police car. So he put me into the back <laughs> of a BMW 520 diesel estate, which fucking ironically was what I was going to buy beforehand, right? And I was sitting in the back of it going, Jace, this is a nice car to mine, right? Maybe I should have bought this, right? So the copper comes over to me and he goes, eh, uh, have you ever been in trouble with the police in England? And I said, I actually have. He says, what was the last thing you were in trouble with the police for in England? And I said, uh, kidnapping me auntie and a me. And me cousin, right? And holding them in a house for three days. And your man starts laughing, you know? And I went, mate, I'm fucking actually serious, like. So he goes over and he gets on the, he gets on the walkie-talkie and he comes back to the car. And uh, he looks at me, he goes... You weren't fucking lying, were you? <laughs> and I said, no, it wasn't. He goes, this is a bit of a downgrade, isn't it? Cars from fucking kidnapping like a few years ago. I says, oh, well, I'm trying to kind of detox myself off the crime. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to go shoplifting next week and then I'll just raw bleed and chewing gum out of a garage or something like that and then I'll stop, like, you know? So in the meantime, me fucking tick mate has walked back and he's going, what's going on here? <laughs> and the copper's going, who the fuck are you? He goes, I'm his mate. He goes, what are you driving? He goes, I'm driving that car up there. So another copper goes up. The man goes, have you got any insurance? <laughs> he goes, no. He goes, put your hands out. He handcuffs him, right? So the two of us is in the back of the fucking police car. I'm going, we're after getting nicked, like. So we get brought back to the police station in Bedfordshire. Oh, he gets DNA, he gets fingerprint. He gets DNA, he gets fingerprint. So I'm in the police station for about nine hours. And I get on to the connoisseur, the Irish connoisseur, because I'm not allowed to make a phone call back to my partner, you know? So the Irish connoisseur gets on the phone and says, what's that to happen? And I says, look, I bought a car. I said, I'm after getting took out of the car. They're after telling me the car is robbed. I says, and I'm now in custody. They're telling me that I'm going to court in the morning. She said, have you contacted anybody? I said, I haven't. She goes, do you want to speak to your partner? I says, I do. So I got on the phone to me, missus, said to me, missus, listen, there's a chance I could be going to prison here. I says, I'm after getting nicked. So what happened was... About eight hours later, me and fucking Skippy gets taken out of the cell, right? And we get brought out. And it turned out that the car that I bought off the fella in Cardiff was selling it for his mate. And his mate was having a row with his wife. And his wife rang up the police because she was a cunt and a rat, right? <laughs> and she told the police that the car was robbed. And I got took out of the fucking car and I was told that I robbed the car. So luckily enough, that didn't happen. The other fella, he wasn't getting his car back until the next day. So I says to him, come on, I'll give you a lift. And I dropped him somewhere on a back road where I could see a light of a house about 400 bleeding yards. And that was it. I made me wait to fucking Hollyhead and I got home. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're some man for the stories, aren't you, Willa? 
The gas part is every single story is fucking true. Every part that I saw. Bit dramatic now, bro. <laughs> true. Is ready for guest two? Yeah. Keep party. <laughs> So I'm sure most of you know who he is, and if you don't, he's a magician, a hypnotist, illusionist, all this mad carry-on. <laughs> and he's had to give me a dodgy look and my nerves are gone. <laughs> but do a bit of magic for us there, blow our minds. Straight away, you want me to get into it? Off the bat, ah, yeah. so right. straight in. All right, I thought we'd created a four-sided triangle right now. Now, I know that sounds weird, right? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a photograph of you with your audience, and I'm going to test the connection that you have with the two lads, right? So to do that, we're going to take a photograph, and uh, you'll all need your phones out for this, by the way. So get your phones out. Get your put phones them on. out there. Uh, lads, here, come here. You wouldn't believe. I didn't set this up. You wouldn't believe I just got a text from right now. I'm going to show you. Okay, look at this. Right. This, I'm this, get this, hypnotized, this. Come here, come here, Terrence, Terrence, Terrence. I'm afraid. Terrence, you can choose to tell him or not tell him. Look, 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 this is for real. Oh, I can't believe this. this it's a man with a bike. Look, 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 look. Look at the top message. Fuck off. <laughs> can I tell them? Look, 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 look. look. Yeah, man. Terrence can't read it. He's just pretending. So, no way, what? bro. So, uh, so Nicole Scherzinger got fucking um, engaged yesterday. So I just said, congrats, uh, I owe you one. So apparently, I owe her one because she was on one of my TV shows. So she got engaged, so I've got to go perform at our wedding. So she just got back to me and called me on it. So there you go. But anyway, everybody, you'll, you'll all need, you'll need your phones for this because you need to go on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you need to get on Instagram right now because I'm going to take a photograph of the lads. But before I get a photograph, uh, Calvin, here's what I want you to do. I want you to name a word out loud, but a random word. So think about it for a second. Slide. Say it again. Slide. Slide? Yeah. S-L-O-E-D-E. Oh, slide. Okay, slide. There we go. So oh, it's a bit of a language yeah, barrier here. Sorry about that. All right, slide. So here we go. So we're going to take this photograph now, and we're going to pop it up my Instagram page, and I'll explain more in a minute. Here. Jump up, jump up. Get everyone in the background. Squeeze, squeeze in there, all you as well. Come on. Squeeze. You hear me? Get that flip-flop out of your mouth. Here we go. All right, in three, two, one. Say cheese. I'm shitting. All right, so I'm going to post that up to my Instagram page now, which is just Keith Barry on Instagram, right? So when we put it up with Slide, I want you all to put in a comment, in the comment section, a random word, right? And then in a moment, Terrence is going to pick two of you from the comment section in my Instagram page to help out with something, right? So let me get that up there now. What are you all shitting for? There's not a what? play to signal in the gaff. There's no signal. What's the Wi-Fi password? Boxing. <laughs> Is oh, that old chestnut? There's no signal. You haven't got a blade of credit, you mucho. So, the photograms up there now. So stick your comments there. How's Keith getting words. signal? Random words. Because magic. You and need to pay see, our bill to get reception. We, and let's see, can we create a four-sided triangle? Uh, so put your words there, and we'll get back to that in a minute. Whoever has signal, 
Put a random word on it. Yeah, I know you'll be picking two years now in a minute, so brace yourself. Anyways, in the hey. meantime, while they're doing that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. How are you? Great, thanks. All good. Yeah. Now that I have to perform in a cold Scherzer's wedding. Come here, you've met many, many famous people, done magic for them. Yeah, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres and all. What's the story there? How would you manage that? Yeah, so look, it's like, again, it's like the hustle, right? So when I started off doing magic, I was doing it when I was a, you know, a kid, doing weddings, doing uh, bar mitzvahs, doing everything. The boats from Ross Lair to Roscoff and Sherberg. I did the kids' magician there. And then from there, hopscotched over to the States and hustled in all the nightclubs and stuff in the States. And then, yeah, randomly ended up on Ellen DeGeneres once and then it was on there like six or seven times, you know? Yeah. You met Matthew McConaughey before? Yeah, so I met him at the People's Choice Awards. So he ended up my CBS show, Extraordinary. And uh, I predicted that he was going to talk about uh, an astronaut jumping up and down on a trampoline. So, come here. So how long do we have to wait before this common thing? Well, you know what? Well, I, have a bit, I have a story here. Okay. You still actually know each other. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we worked together on my TV show Brain Hacker back in the day when it was known as TV3, uh, which is now Virgin Media. So that's gone back a few years ago, yeah? Yeah, I'd done the warm-up yeah. for, for your show. So I used to go around handing out blankets to everybody that was cold. <laughs> well, I put them to sleep every night. Yeah, yeah, purposely. yeah. No, I was the warm-up act. It was a great show and I really enjoyed it, yeah? Yeah, it was cool. But I didn't get paid, you just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Your payment for tonight disappeared as well. <laughs> You have the same tattoo or something like that. Something no, 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 we have the same tattoo artist, yeah. So Joe Myler, he did my sleeve here, my half sleeve, or whatever you want to call it. And he did yeah, and he done, he done a tattoo here for me, and he done a tattoo on my leg. He done a tattoo there of a rabbit. Oh, sorry, it's turned into a hair. <laughs> two magicians, two magicians. Is it no, not finished, but no, Joe is dead now, so I'll have to contact the dead to get his No, we both, we both had the same tattoo artist. <laughs> and don't you bleed and start again. He's not here with us anymore either. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> D-E-D, dead. <laughs> so, uh, no, he was, a, he was an amazing fellow, wasn't he? I was deadly, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, he was one of the most talented tattoo artists around, so, yeah, we share the same tattoo artist. Yeah, he, he actually done half a tattoo for me, so I won't be getting it finished. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we get a fucking medium or something in to get him back. Will, uh, you have another dodgy tattoo there? Yeah, I have a tattoo. <laughs> I've got a tattoo off Groupon, right? <laughs> I know, now there's a lot of things that you shouldn't get on Groupon and one is a tattoo, right? So I went in and got a tattoo and it was more dead people. Me, me sister is not with us anymore either. She's dead also, uh, God rest her. But I got a tattoo and it was a quote from me sister's Facebook page, right? And the quote, I'll show you now, Keith. The quote basically says, uh, the problem with life is not that it ends too soon. It's that we wait too long to begin it. Which I think is a really nice quote. It's not her quote. She didn't write it. It was like a random quote that she got. So I went into this. I seen it on Groupon. Three hours of tattooing for 70 euros. And I went, that's a fucking bargain, right? <laughs> so I, I, I bought the deal and I went into this fella. And uh, it was a Sunday afternoon. I'll never forget it. And I went in and uh, I said, your man, I'm looking to get a quote like. He goes, 70 euro. I says, no, I mean a quote wrote on my arm, I says. I said, it's a, uh, you know, and I told him what the quote was, and he said to me, this is the God's honest truth. He goes, mate, listen. He goes, I'm dyslexic, right? <laughs> so I said, look, I just write it down. I said, the problem with life is not that it ends too soon, it's that we wait too long to begin it. I said, and if it's not right, obviously we won't put it on my fucking arm, like, you know? Now, if one of my mates had been with me, I'd have made a laugh out of him and just fucked off out of place. But I didn't. I kind of I went, look at 
nobody's perfect, right? So he comes back with it on the piece of paper and he goes, there you go. So I read it. It says, the problem with life is not that it ends too soon. It's that we wait too long to begin it. He says to me, is that okay? And I went, mate, that's perfect. He said, are you sure? I said, 100%, it's grand. I says, you know, he says, just read it one more time. So I read it one more time, right? So anyway, he puts the fucking quote on my arm, right? <laughs> so that night I'm at home, I'm going to show you now, right? <laughs> that night, <laughs> and my sister's signature is underneath as well. Now, she didn't fucking sign it, obviously. <laughs> we took it off something that she had on the date that she died, right? So I got home that night, and I'm in the gaff. Uh, it's Sunday night, I'm getting ready to go to work the next morning. So I'm taking off the cling film, because I'm making me sandwiches for work, right? <laughs> I said, I'll get me 70 euros worth out of this fucker. And I swear to God, I stood in the sitting room, right? And I looked at my arm. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. So if you look at it, Keith. Here we go. The problem with life is not... Jesus, it's fucking shit tattoo. Can tell you. The problem with life is not that it ends too soon. It's that we wait too long to begin it. No, have a look. Have a look. There's two letters missing, Keith. Unless you used to walk with your okay, man, did you? Keith's is Nexus as well. With life. It's not that it ends too soon. Oh, too, too. It's that we wait too long to begin it. That's easy to fix, though. Just he missed a fucking one. two hours, right? And the first thing I said to myself was, I must be fucking dyslexic as well, right? So I went in the following week, right? And I got them to put the two hours on me ankle. I just said that he fell off me tattoo. Look. <laughs> Keith, I am a magician. I am a mind reader, a hypnotist. What is it that you actually do? Yes, yeah, so I do all those things. Like I'm a brain hacker, I suppose, is the first thing. So I get inside people's heads, mess around. Do you know, will I try something with Willa for the crack, will I? One. And then we'll get to the Instagram thing, right? Yeah, let's do it. So Willa, I'm going to try something a little bit strange on you, right? Okay, put a few quid into me bank, will you? <laughs> we'll make it disappear. <laughs> so, have you ever had a thought put inside your head before? Yeah, last night. By who? Me missus. Me missus. What was the thought? Would you not do them fucking dishes? Yeah, yeah. She just had to look at No, I have. I have had thoughts put into my head before. Okay, well, I've got to try and put a thought inside your head that doesn't exist yet, right? I've got to use my book, Brain Hacks, right? So uh, you get to own the book. You keep the book. Actually, you can have a look at it Available there. on Amazon for fourteen ninety-nine. Yeah. <laughs> I paid him to say that. And Audible as well. Audible as well. <laughs> and all good bookstores. So uh, first of all, open it up and tell people how many pages are in it. All right, go to the back. Roy, just a second. There are... <laughs> Just a second. Do you need reading glasses? glasses. Yeah, give us a shot. Can't <laughs> see a fucking thing. There are 344 pages in it. All right, we'll have to keep swapping glasses. So here's the idea. You're going to select the word that in the book in a moment, right? And it'll okay. be a target word, we'll call it. But for now, just close your eyes. I'll get to these envelopes in a moment. Okay, no, you don't have to close them like that. Just okay. <laughs> Close your eyes, just take a deep breath in and out, and just relax, and forget you're here for a moment. And in your mind now, I want you to, in your head, travel to every town around Ireland that you've ever been in, and have all those experiences in your head that you can't talk about. And in your mind, take mental snapshots, take mental snapshots as you kind of go around Ireland inside your head, and take snapshots of different things, and just 
bask and bathe in every moment. Good. And do that for another three seconds to one. Eyes open wide awake. Good. Perfect. In a few moments, uh, you're going to select a page at random in the book, okay? And you're going to remember a target word. Now, listen carefully. The target word will jump out at you very clearly. And you also need to remember the page number. And do you need to borrow my glasses to do this? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> So put your left hand out, palm up. Left hand out, palm up. That's palm towards the audience. Palm up this way. Special class. Who's he waving at? So here's the idea. I'm going to go through the book. Anytime you want, you say stop. Wherever you stop, I'll mark with these envelopes. Make sure I stop exactly where you want me to stop, though. You know what I mean? That okay. I'm not trying to influence you at all. all right. Okay, look, as I flick through, say stop anywhere. Stop anywhere. Okay, put it there. <laughs> I like it, I like it. <laughs> He follows instructions well. <laughs> Do you want to stay there? Change? Are you happy there? Change. Change, okay. We'll go, we'll go again. Again, say stop anywhere you want. Stop anywhere you want. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Now, the envelopes are important. So first of all, I want you to sit on this envelope for me. Sit on the yellow one. <laughs> go on, you can do it. <laughs> So in a moment, I'll open up the book where you said stop. You need to remember the page number and remember the target word. It'll be very clear to you what it is. I'll open it up. Okay, remember the page number first. Remember the page number. Page number's at the top. Yeah? Yeah. Make sure you get it exact. I remember the yeah, target word. Yeah, I do, yeah, and the target word. Don't say it, just remember it. This is never yeah, 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 I have it, yeah. You sure? Sure. Okay, good. You get to hold on to uh, what's inside the envelope, which is a note, that's for you. Okay. And you also get to hold on to the book as well, that's for you. You Thank own you. the book, as I said. All right, so, you said stop anywhere, then you changed. Okay, first of all, what was the page number? 189. Interesting, 189. And what was the target word? Camera. Oh my God, really? Like, I'm really excited by this. You could have said stop anywhere, and he did it twice. Open up that page that you've had and read out loud to the audience what it says. There's about 50,000 words in my book, by the way. <laughs> this is fucked up. Bollocks. <laughs> my bollocks. It says, the page will be 189. My target is camera. But wait, wait, wait. How though? No, it gets better. How did that develop? Well, I'll well, tell how? you how. I'll tell you, you know the way when he closed his eyes real tight, it wouldn't have worked if you kept your eyes real tight. But I noticed the second time when you closed your eyes, you really entered into the spirit of going around and taking those mental snapshots. What have I told you? I put that inside your head. That word doesn't exist. Go to page 189 in my book. Go do it. Ah, uh, hang on for a minute. <laughs> we must have took some of that acid in the prison that time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my jays, is the page ripped out? You see, the page isn't there, lads. It was never there to begin with. You see, about two hours ago, I ripped out a page out of this book. And whatever way you look at it, it's either a very fucking happy page or a very sad page right now. You know the envelope you're sitting on? <laughs> you can fuck off. <laughs> Here, check out my glasses, by the way, so that people don't think Some it's Romanian right. fella in the couch underneath. <laughs> I'll put page in the envelope. <laughs> For any Romanians, that's in, I'm sorry. That's a shit Romanian accent, isn't it? Uh, what's the page number? Okay. It's 189. <laughs> and, and by the way, I wrote down target word with an arrow and I put a circle around Fuck it inside the envelope. And the target word is camera. Give him a round of applause for fuck's sake. There you go. Perfect match, Wait. too. 
There you go, there. Hang on for a minute. Right, Keith. I get the glasses back though. So I know if I was in the crowd and I seen that, I'd be like, ah, they're not the man sitting backstage and he just said, hey, you say this. I swear to God, here, and may God be my witness, we never done this. No, and I know you're sitting with that, right? And that's why you want to do this Instagram trick to prove. Well, that's why I wanted to get everybody involved. So here's the idea. And like, so everybody thinks that, but here's what actually happened. See all these people here? Like, they're not your fans. I travel around the world with these people just to fool one person. So all 2,000 people in this room, they're all in on it. They're all in on it. But here's the thing, right? So let's find out about the Instagram. So I'll go on my Instagram. Let's see how many comments we got. By the way, if you went there, be sure to follow me afterwards. They're all chestnut. Let's find out how many comments we have here, right? Uh, so here it is here. We'll go in here. There we go. All right, 189, is it? We got loads. Like, so here's the idea. Oh, we got plenty. So you go to your phone, go onto my Instagram page. Oh, here, you can take mine, you can take mine. So there's all the comments there. So you're going to pick two of them. And let's verify that they're in the audience, that it's not just on my phone. So you can call out two random names. Right. I'm going to pull up no, you're not not gonna pick, pick someone one. that I know. No, no, yeah. Cal Calvin, you pick two. Terrence, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use. use for the experiment. Right. right. So Calvin, you pick one. Luke X Brab. Where are you, Luke? Scream, Luke, where are I'm you here. Mate? Luke, you come with it saying podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah hey, I'm right. going to fuck it. No, 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 someone else might to come on the bleeding stage. Okay, so Calvin, name out loud. What was his word? Podcast. L Luke said podcast. So first of all, we started with slide. I'm going to write these down. So we got slide. Okay, yeah. we got podcast, and then pick a really interesting one that has nothing to do with the show. Nothing to do with you guys, just a random word. Find a random one. Caitlin Carragher. Yeah, you said Caitlin. rainbow. What was it? Rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah. Okay, rainbow, perfect. Yeah. So we don't need Instagram anymore, so I'll just take the phone back. So here's what we have, okay? <laughs> I could put you to fucking sleep now in a second if you want. <laughs> and then I'll and put like you to sleep. to you, Keith. <laughs> That's my co-host. So, so here's what we have so far, right? So this is about word disassociation. So word association is a game we've probably all played it. Like, as a kid, if somebody says cat, you say dog. dog. We're going to play a game of word disassociation. Terrence, here's what we're going to do. Look, watch. I've got a folded up index card here. It's got my initials on the outside. You can't see through it, can you? No. All I've written down is the three words that so far have been selected. You said slide, right? We put a photograph of you with slide up my Instagram page. The question is, do you think it's possible for slide to have affected that person out there to think of podcasts and somebody else to think of rainbow? It's not really possible, right? But here's the idea. Terence, stare at the three words. Slide, podcast, rainbow, as decided by your audience and Calvin, your partner in crime. Now I want you to make your mind completely blank for a moment. That would that be hard. Yeah, that was easy. It was really easy, actually. <laughs> now I want you to think of a word in your head Do you think no one could guess that has nothing to do with rainbow podcast or slide. Just think of a random word if you're choosing. Don't tell us what it is. You can change your mind if you want, but once you've got a word locked in mind, just say, I've got one. It's locked in. Okay, perfect. He's not as good as you. He should have said, I've no. got one. I've got one. Okay, so uh, just so we have evidence of the experiment, here's what you're going to do. Whatever word you're thinking of, you're going to write it here, okay, on the final line. Okay, don't let us see, though. Don't let Calvin see. Let no one see. Use your notes to write on or whatever. Use the table just to make sure you write nice and clear. And when you're done, fold it back up so my initials are back on the outside. So take your time. Write in block letters in case we show the front. You look at me. You look into my eyes. You're my human blindfold right now. Willie, it's a lot more uncomfortable for you than it is for me. <laughs> done. Are you done? 
Okay, I want you to, no, keep the pen, because I want you to put your own initials there. Put your own initials on the outside of the envelope. And then put somewhere, that's somewhere on your person that you know I can't pickpocket it. So fold it up a couple more times. No, that's a pocket. I'd pickpocket it out of your pocket. Put it somewhere safe. Somewhere. Put it under your watch. Put in your jugs. So, here we are. My job is now to hack your brain and figure out what that random word is. There's millions of words in the world that you could have thought of. You're so, not getting it. So, it's Texas. So look at me, look at me, look at me, Terence, look at me. Okay, look in the eyes, not around the eyes. So uh, Terence, in your head, think of this word that you just created inside your head. Now in your mind, right, I know that you think it has nothing to do with rainbow, our podcast, our slide. But if I saw you sliding down a slide, I see you sliding up and over a rainbow. I see you doing your podcast. But as I see you, I see you sliding down the rainbow and entering into something. Oh, I, oh yeah, I saw it. I saw it from your mind to mine. You pictured yourself entering something. Don't say anything out loud. I'm going to write down what I got from you. So I've committed myself. I'm going to show Willa, just so you all know I'm committed. That's what I got from his head. <laughs> okay, be honest. Name out loud. What word did you think of out of the thousands or millions of words? Well, that description, I don't think you got it, but the word was cunt. <laughs> cunt. Cunt. Just, I'm not calling you a cunt. I'm well, in fairness, you could go over a rainbow and slide into one. <laughs> That's exactly what I got. <laughs> My baller! My baller! Hell! Give me a round of applause for fuck's sake! That's ridiculous. (laughs) Says more about him than it does about me, I can tell you. (laughs) Right, he's all having a good night. It's going well. Look, before we go any further, we want to just take a moment. We've done over 100 episodes of this podcast. I don't know how many guests we've had on, but we've had so many. And so many have been influential to us. And, but we lost a certain friend of ours who was on the podcast, Christy Dignam. And... This man helped us more than you even know. He gave us advice outside the podcast. He commanded two episodes mentioned those in newspaper articles and everything else so he was into his kitchen and we had nowhere to record yeah they, he's, he's done an awful lot for us so just like everyone in the room to just raise a toast to christy dignam there please yeah. right we get the lads back onto the stage can you please put your hands together for the lads will i white and keith barry And they're setting the mic up here for a reason. So we're going to give it away what's going down here. Me and Terence are going to do with you with. Now, put, uh, we'll just go over it. Fuck it, put your hands together for the next guest, Maverick Sabre. Hey, hey, how's everyone feeling this evening, yeah? I haven't got any magic tricks or jokes to tell you, but I've got a couple of songs, yeah? This is a song called Come Fly Away.
When the world don't seem to care And it hurts down beneath your stare Getting worse, I'm feeling worthless And yet cross my mind Is this worth it? I just heard that your mother lost her child I could be gone in the morning Without even a warning Oh, will you remember this? I could be gone in the morning Without even a warning Oh, will you remember this? Come fly away somewhere been there for days wanted to come fly away somewhere. I've been here for days wanted. When the night has come, oh, and the land is dark, and the moon is the only light with. Yeah. No, I won't be your friend. Shed a tear, walk just as long as you stand. Stand by me all together, right? Sit, darling, darling. Stand by me, stand by me, darling, darling, stand by me, oh, stand by me, oh, stand, stand by me. Love. Fucking hell, I'm sobbing. <laughs> Mav, how's things? How are you, Kate, brother? Very well, thank you for having us on. And congratulations. Mm -hmm. May, make some noise for the two lads, please. Eh? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I need to come suited and booted next time to look as fresh as the two of these. <laughs> Mav, we have a running joke on the podcast. Anytime you have a guest on, Terence is always like, he was well sounded than you. But well, we've both mutually agreed you're the soundest fellow we've ever met. Oh, good, that's good. Oh, I don't say it stupid and fuck it up this evening then. Fucking hell. You said it was me last week. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that all about? <laughs> Mav, yes. you rewrote your album. Oh, you redone it. Yeah. Why did you do that? Um, I released my first album in 2012 underneath uh, Universal Records. It was an album called Lonely Out of Brave. Did pretty well over the first couple of years of it. No. Uh, but I was, pretty, I was pretty young and naive at the time. I was 19, 20 years of age. Had no understanding of the business within the industry. And I signed a deal which was pretty commonplace at the time, which was an 80-20 deal. 80% uh, going to the record label, 20% going to the artist. And any spend on an album has to be recouped through the 20%. So you're kind of never really earning unless it has crazy, crazy success. So it ended up being in a situation where I was always and still in debt to Universal. So I went independent in 2015, 2016. 
and I started to rebuild again. Um, I started to release music on my own label um, and build up my career and finances again to be in a place that I could then go back in and re-record the first record exactly or as, as close as I could to the original and then re-own it and take back control over it and put it out myself. And the new album is on Spotify now. It's Lonely at a Brave. It is for everyone in here, yeah. If you ever like the first record, you can still like the first version, but if you get a chance, buy and stream the new version, Mavs version. Oh, you think the new version's better than the old version? You can oh, you're not just fucking saying that, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Mav, you signed the new deal with Defected. Tell us about that. We did, yeah. If you remember the last time that I was in with you, I was telling you about a, a kind of idea. There's another musician from Wexford called New Machine. He's a producer. He's worked with Ed Sheeran, Georgia Smith, uh, Plan B, loads of people. And um, me and him have been making music together for 15 years, and we kind of had similar experiences in, in the industry, and we both had our kind of like wrongdoings and mistakes and stuff like that and learned quite a lot um, and when we were talking earlier on in the year we had this kind of early idea of uh, making a record together but with no expectations so we went away to the countryside for seven days made an album and one of my favorite dance labels in the world is Defected and someone from Defected heard it and, and signed the record as it was so yeah we just signed a new deal to Defected but this time a 50-50 partnership <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fucking hell so more house bangers are coming from Mavericks eh? and more for anyone who likes all my dance tunes there's far far many more coming coming in the next Lovely. couple of months yeah get up out of that when you were in with us doing the podcast we had a bit of an issue after the podcast I don't know if you remember. Like you definitely fucking do. And Gibby Kavanagh definitely does as well. Where is he? <laughs> I don't think we'll tell that story. What's the statute of limitations on cutting the clamp off a car? Huh? <laughs> this was my introduction to the two lads as well. Yeah, go on. So this is a true story. Yeah, we get Mav on, but we were a bit shy. So we got our producer to get Mav on for us, right? We were afraid to ask him to sing. So after him, I was like, what are you doing, lads? And we're like, fuck all. He goes, we have to go and do a studio session now. Just want to come. We're like, fucking right. My car's downstairs. I'll spin you out. But we get downstairs, there's a clamp on the car. <laughs> Bollocks. So I was like, are you going to ring them to get it off? And I was like, fucking right. I'm ringing them to get it off. <laughs> so I makes a phone call. And somebody happened to be in the, in the area where a console. So they show up. And I mean, like, instantly. It was like, I hung up and they were there. <laughs> With that, he takes a contour out, middle of the south side, just starts hacking at the yoke, and Mav goes, fuck that, lads, I'm getting a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> true story, true, true story. Very true story, yeah. And then remember, your man come up then. Yeah, so I won't name the person, let Terence the fame him. Gibby Kavner. <laughs> <laughs> he cuts the clamp off, yeah, I walked away. I, do you know what happened? I came out, my car was clamped. I'd done a lap of the block, and I wasn't clamped. It was like Keith Barry was there. It was just magic. It was gone. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> but that clamp went, and then uh, some random fella beside me was clamped and come over and goes, hey, I'll give you a score to cut mine off as well. And he was straight over, boom, gone, handy And score. he goes, you super cunt, I would have done it for nothing. He had his cape on. <laughs> He's a superhero, Gibby is. Give a round of applause, I give you a it. Do you know, sometimes he'd just be driving down the road and he just takes random clamps off cars. But anyways, we went back to the studio and we're all chilling out, bleeding, talking, show you as we usually do. And Mav just goes into the studio, doesn't say anything, and belts out a verse. And I swear to God, every single person in the room went quiet. It was unbelievable. I had oh. goosebumps like potatoes on me back. It was unbelievable, <laughs> honest to God. 
Marv, who was your big musical influencers growing up? Um, my dad was a big musical influence of mine. He was, uh, still is a big uh, blues and country fan and uh, early rock and roll. So he brought me up on like Creedence Clearwater, Woody Guthrie, Ray Charles. Yeah, kind of a kind of melting pot. But then when I got into my teens, I was a Tupac fan, Bob Marley, Bob Dylan. All the Bobs, Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, they were probably my biggest influences, yeah. Calvin has a real problem with Wexford strawberries, yeah? All right, go on. <laughs> Overrated. Oh, those, like, I've, I, like, what kind of problem? Like, he calls me dramatic. His head nearly exploded the other day trying to talk to me about Wexford strawberries. He was All right, what's, what's the issue? Go on. Mate, they're just normal strawberries. Get over it, like. <laughs> they fucking are. Just get strawberries out of super value. It's the same thing. Oh, so you're not impressed? Yeah, go down to the and yours. give them a Wexford strawberry and then give them a strawberry out of super value. They'll be spinning in your face and all. Don't Is ever come in here and disrespect me like that. Maybe like it's a strawberry. Is this a secret hatred for Wexford because your missus is from Wexford? <laughs> Don't tell me like I that, I don't man. forget. <laughs> but here, so this is the thing. My missus from Ross Strong. here. You're from New Ross. I'm from New Ross, yeah. And they hey, were, hey, 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 hey. Him yeah. and Hobart, like, oh, that's only up the road. It's two hours away. <laughs> How's that up the road? <laughs> Parents is from up the road to me. You are from two hours away. It's a country Different road. time zone. The country It's a money changed over. <laughs> but Mav, any big shows coming up that you want to plug? Uh, yeah, we're going to be back on the road probably to start start of the new year. Uh, we've got some festivals coming up. I think we're doing we're doing other side festival. Yeah, we're doing Electric Picnic in September. If anyone is going to be there, and then I'm going to announce a tour at the end of the summer for the start of next year with a new album as well. Yeah. Good up, Ella. We went to see Mav in the Olympia last year, and it was one of the best gigs I've ever been. Yeah, so we highly no. recommend it. But legit, we're not licking ass here. It was genuinely one of the best gigs I've ever been there. Legit, no. and he is sound as well. You said yeah. my gig was the best gig you were ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of gigs, you have a show you want to plug? Yeah, I've got a show coming up in the Axis in Ballymun. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's on, it's on, uh, it's on the 20th and 24th of December, the Axis and Ballymun, it's called The White Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're dreaming of a white Christmas, <laughs> tickets are on sale and they're only 15 euro. It's 15 euro to get in and it's 20 to get out. <laughs> <laughs> you still know each other as well, Villa. How the fuck yeah, do you know I, everybody? I've met Mav before. Yeah. We were in prison together. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know Mav? I just met him uh, one day. I was with John Connors and Maverick was over filming a documentary and I'm actually a really big fan. Yeah. And uh, he's fucking amazing talent. Yeah. And, yeah, he's in <laughs> <laughs> and it broke yeah, down not the, as well. For not possible. the car you be trying to sell him outside, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, I want to see the car he has. <laughs> yeah, Willow has got some motor. No. Oh, he hasn't shown you his show me your car. <laughs> I haven't got my phone with me. Oh, yeah. Well, see, he's got... Say fuck all. What you buy it? no tickets, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a car. <laughs> he's got a classic, lads. <laughs> I've got a classic car, yeah. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's half a car. It's a convertible. <laughs> Worth a few quid, that fella. <laughs> the tax man has a warden to help <laughs> Mad, ah, you have another tune mad, for us. There's a mad rumor going around joking on a deal with my nibs. Actually, after this, we've one more surprise for us. But walk away, Mav. This is a song called I Need. I Need the Wheel of a Bike. <laughs> 
Something good, yes, I need. Something good, yes, I need. Them blue skies, I need. Them no times that I need. Something good, yes, something good. Something good, yes, something good. Oh, 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 all these days seem to fade away as I lost faith in myself. Questioned everything I stood for, not knowing what left to look for. In life, I began to lose hope, found it harder to cope with everything around me. And then people I would doubt me, oh, I. I was in a place I didn't want to be Seeing face after face I didn't want to see I, 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 I didn't go out of my mind, only God knows All them girls that I used to see running round Like the rain that I used to see pouring down They did nothing for me Cause, cause I need sunshine I need angels I need Something good, yes, I need them Blue skies, I need them No times that I need Something good, yes, something good What? Something good, something good And I, oh, 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 just me and you, right? Something good, yes, I need I need angels, I need something good, yes, I need them blue skies, I need them no times, I need something good, yes, something good. Hey, big old baby. What a fucking talent, everybody. Maverick Sabre. So we have one more song. And this song, when the person told me they were going to sing it, it kind of said, like, it sums up what we're feeling here tonight. It's something inside so strong. 
And, and the joke's on you, because it actually is by Will Arwey. So, Will Arwey pulled me backstage, and he said, that's what this is all about. There's 2,000 people here in this room. No fucking pressure following Maverick Sabre. 2,000 people here. And we're all coming from similar backgrounds. We all go through similar shit. So let's Will Arwey belt this out, and we all have a good night here tonight. Here's the instrumental. 
round of applause. Maverick Saber. Keep Barry. Give yourselves a round of applause. All right, let's take the fucking roof off this place. Brothers and sisters, when they insist we're just not good enough. And he was worried about closing out the show. Right, we'll wrap this one up. It's been the fourth show of 2023, and I think it was worth the wait. Can we get one more time by Will Alwoy? One more time for Keith Barry. One more time for Maverick Sabre. One more time for yourselves, because you're all fucking legends. Oi, Calvin O'Brien, that's Teddy Flower. We were talking bollocks. You have been brilliant. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Take us out, Owen. Watch your waiting for. Watch your luck in it. Just a little more. Toy with it and more. Anybody you take. Walk it all and go. When you finish that. Stay up, Marco.